0: Hey y'all, this is a quick episode of the Triple Option Report, third one ever, but it's going to be real quick today because it's a quick recap of uh, the NBA Finals Game 1 between the Nuggets and the Heat. Went exactly the way I thought it would. I thought the Heat wouldn't really have an answer, that they'd have to play at their absolute best around the board, they have to hit, make almost all of their threes, and just hope that Jokic would be somewhat affected by an extra big body. And literally, none of that happened. The Heat missed a lot of threes. They actually, which is concerning for them, hey, the game two, had a higher three-point shooting percentage and made more threes than the Nuggets did, and yet they still lost for double figures. The Nuggets were just too big for them, which is what I thought that would be a problem. They had no answer for them in the paint. They don't because they're was in the paint. They shot way more free throws. The Heat only attempted two free throws all game. Jokic didn't even really explode offensively like that. The team across the board just did really well. They just shot efficiently. If they're going to keep on scoring like they did in Game One, which is how they've been scoring pretty much the entire playoffs, there's really nothing. There's nothing to see here, guys. I I would say it's not a boring Finals. I I, I don't like that take. It's 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 a virtual. Think of it like a. Like a boxing match or like an MMA fight in which one team, one fighter just dominates the other. But it's really surreal how they look when they dominate them. It's a virtuoso performance. That's what you're seeing right now. Nuggets are playing out of their minds. Every single player is pretty much playing at their absolute best. Like across the board, defensively, offensively, just, they just have it right now. The Heat, yeah, they're not playing good. But, even if they were, it would have been tough with just how across the board the Nuggets. They, just everyone was playing, at, yeah, it's playing flawless. Or the closest you could be while not playing flawless. Like, it's it's almost like a, a copy of what the Lakers did to them in a different way. The Lakers are just playing their best at every single position in 2020. And the Heat had no answer. And they played much better back then and still had no answer. The Heat... Last night, Jimmy Butler was not good. No one accepts Bam Adebayo offensively, which is honestly because it kind of just let him, while keeping all the three point shooters from being able to make any shots. And a random, well, not random. Not gonna be disrespectful, but Hayward Heismus. That that that's about it. Everyone else was not good offensively. So yeah, if this keeps up, if the Nuggets, I mean. It, if the, if the, even if the Heat played their best, the best they could afford if the Nuggets are playing this well is maybe losing in six. If the Heat are playing like this, oh, this, this is going to be like 2007 Spurs Cavs, like I said before. Uh, a sweep, and each game by like double figures. That's, that's about it. I would still watch the games just because of how well the Nuggets are playing. It, it's surreal to watch. And because, again, it's rare... Don't think I've ever seen a center played like that style, that high quality. But that's about it. Now aside that if you're thinking if you're looking for a competitive finals, it's probably isn't it. And you know, one more thing. I really don't like how narrative narratives are, are such an important aspect of NBA dialogue. Sports dialogue in general has a problem with this, but it's really bad with the NBA. And this has been a, a, a problem, honestly. You could say there are linguists of it since the, the 2000s with Kobe and how people used to think he was a ball hog until he won his next two rings with LeBron and how he couldn't win in general or didn't have the clutch gene or something stupid like that. Like, you still have it now. It is annoying. Like, no one, I saw a tweet about what Butler's legacy being affected. His legacy is not affected here. He's playing a team way better than his. On paper. Like, this is not affecting his legacy. The fact that he's even in the finals in the first place with this team is honestly adding to his legacy. So no, this is this is dumb. Let's stop doing this. I mean, th- this is the reason why a lot of people don't like sports media now. This is why I have been a fan of sports media a lot in general in a while. It, at first, the stuff like the cold... When it was cold pizza, it was unique and it was different. But when every channel... And almost every channel block for sports has something similar to that. It's is not good in anything. You know what? The same of of one thing in anything. It it is it dilutes the product. It makes it all the same. There's a lack of creativity and a lack of different. a lack of uh, diversity. It's not a good thing. That's all I'll say. And this in general, the the, di- the narrative dialogue in general is stupid. Let's just look at quality sports. And now one last thing, it's time for my big-time pick. This time it's big-time picks, because it's multiple picks, but it's for tomorrow. And this is a different sport, one that's not talked about a lot within sports media, unfortunately, nowhere near how it should be, since there are a lot of stars and generational talent, especially in this generation, that's track and field. Now this is a track and field meet in Jamaica tomorrow called the Racers Grand Prix. And the main focus is going to be on the sprinting. So I, I just wanted to, because I know a lot about track, I wanted to chime in and, and do my own predictions. An the men's meter dash. Don't think this is really in question here. It's kind of a no-brainer. I think Noah Lyles is going to win. Almost everyone thinks Noah Lyles is going to win. Even people who don't like think Noah Lyles think Noah Lyles is going to win. Now, what time do you think he can run? Depends on how fast that track is. If the track is slow and the wind isn't good, he get get a 19.8 probably, somewhere around that, 19.9. If it's fast enough and he has good enough, you know, weather and outside forces are in his favor and it's still went legal. Coming off the momentum he had last year and seeing how well he did in the 60 meters and how well he's done the 100 this year already, you can see something scary. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, in the men's 100-meter dash. Now, Christian Coleman did lose to Akeem Blake last week, if I'm correct, in the 100-meter dash race. And again, his weakness is probably his second half. Hakeem Blake isn't in his race. So I don't really see any problem with him here. Now, I would want to see how fast he runs. I want to see how good his second half is. Because his weakness until probably the second half, ironically enough, of the twenty nineteen season was that last forty meters of his race. And when he was off, kick off the year, he had the year off because you know the whereabouts issues. He came back rusty. That's can you get back to that? Because it took it took a long time for him, a while for him to be able to 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 not master, but somewhat fix. That last 40 meters problem he had. And he's back to having to fix it again. Let's see if he's finally fixed that to a certain degree. I want to see how fast he runs. I want to see how well that second half of the race is for him. But yeah, he should. I'd be shocked if he doesn't win the 100. Looking at this lineup now without Akeem Blake. And the oblique Seville. That's two big losses right there. Probably the two people who had a shot at beating him. Yeah. he He's going to win. Now the thing is. How fast and how well does he run? The woman's 100. I look at this race. Shrieka Jackson should win. Yeah. Shrieka Jackson (laughs) should. Yeah. I I, I have Shrieka Jackson winning this. I don't really... I look at this lineup, yeah. I'd be shocked if she didn't win. Again, though, I want to see how well she runs. I want to see how good her starts are. But yeah, no, like, that's really all you need to look here because... I don't see how she doesn't win. The men's hundred ten meter hurdles. Yeah, again, this would be either parchment or broadbell. I don't see anyone else winning this. I'd be shocked if anyone else won this. Yeah. Uh women's hundred meter hurdles. Interesting. I don't know who's gonna win gold later on this year in this event, because there's so many good hurdles in the women's side right now. Especially in the hundred, it's is loaded. Across the board. So many women who are capable of running sub-12. Yeah. yeah. No. I don't don't know. I would say maybe. uh, I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. Toby Amusen. I don't know if I butchered that name or not. From Nigeria. I know about her. She's a record holder. I should know her name. But. Yeah. She should be the favorite. But I don't know. I mean. It's It's still somewhat of an interesting field. And she was second to last in the last race, shockingly, but it was loaded field then too, so I don't know. But yeah, that's my favorite to win. So yeah, that that's all for tomorrow's big, for sprinters and hurdlers, track meet races Grand Prix in Jamaica. I also want to see what Noah Lowes does gets the crowd. That should be entertaining and how the crowd reacts. He's somewhat of a villain to certain parts of the Jamaican fan base when it comes to Shrek and Field. So it eats it up too. So yeah, I did. Let's see what happens. So uh, yeah, that's it for today. And uh, I know the slogan says sports, comics, and pop culture. Haven't so much shown much of uh, comics or pop culture. Nothing but sports. This next few episodes, though, I'll be focusing a lot more on comics and pop culture, and to show you, I want to show you guys. I just, I'm not just passionate and a huge fan of sports. I'm a huge fan of comic books. I'm a huge fan of pop culture. Love the X Men. I love Doom Patrol. I love Titans and Suicide Squad, and yeah, I, I I know I know a lot about comic books. I know a lot about pop culture. I'm a huge awards show fan to a certain extent. I mean, I I'll let you guys learn lo- learn later on about what I think about award shows, but I like watching them. I love music. I love all types of genres of music. I love types of movies. I love all, all types of genres of mu- uh, movies, TV, television. Yeah. Like I'm very passionate. I'm a huge fan of all this stuff. So, I want to show you guys all about that in these next few episodes. Alright, y'all. See y'all.